Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my co-host, sister, partner in crime, and co-psychic, Katie Weaver. <laughs> Hello. Hello, welcome to the Thursday Night Psychic Show. Yeah. Hello. How are yeah. you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been, uh, ooh, a thousand miles an hour today. And just like a half an hour ago, I hit the wall. You know why, though, I realized. I made a, a pot of instant pot chili mm. and it was awesome. And I ate too much. And then I was like, oh, why? Why would I do that? Anyway, that's why I'm so tired all of a sudden. It's okay. the chili that did it. It's the chili. It was super good though. Yeah. Because yeah. it's damn cold outside. Oh, yes, it is. It's damn cold. Well, we always start the show off on Thursday nights. This is our psychic mm -hmm. show. We're going to be talking about past lives tonight. But yeah. we always start it off with what you make for dinner. And you already told me you make. I know. Yeah. You know what, what did I you make? For dinner? I made uh, Red Robin from DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> well, how nice of DoorDash and Red Robin. It was very, very kind of Red Robin and DoorDash to come and deliver our uh dinner tonight so yeah i i had a very busy day too and i was tired i'm like nah, no no i'm not up for this not to hear that yeah so feel free in the chat to tell us what you made for dinner we always love to hear mm -hmm. welcome cammy rj innocuous adams and bianca well you know dinner is something we bond over oh, you know miss chronic chronicles love it yes hello it is because most of us are going to make dinner or yes, order dinner or, you know, eat a spoonful of peanut butter or something, you know, I mean, it is something we've all that, been there, right? Yeah. Regardless of where you live or who you are, you're probably going to do something. Oh, see, Cammy's got the right idea. Her mm -hmm. husband made steak and potatoes. Oh, good I job. Like that. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hello, Robin. You have trained him well, Cammy. Trained him Right. Well. She yes, I am that. wearing my unicorn headphones tonight, so I'm glad that Robin noticed. <laughs> I bought them especially well, for the I Thursday night. Missed, like, you what? <laughs> I said they'd be a little hard to miss. They are a little hard to miss. I will admit that the lights won't turn on, so I think these are kind of a oh. cheap, cheap pair of unicorn headphones, but I like them. Wow. Miss Chronic Chronicles had a salad. Oh, Cammy says he has Thursdays off. Aha. Well, of oh. course he should be cooking. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. You know how I got Scott to cook dinner a couple of nights ago? Mm. I threatened tell. to make Indian food. You threatened to make Indian food? <laughs> yeah. He said, what What are you thinking about for dinner? And I said, well, I've got some chicken breast thawed out. I have a jar of butter chicken uh, curry and some uh, cauliflower rice and I thought I'd just put that together for dinner and boy, it wasn't long and he had a whole new plan wow <laughs> he doesn't hate Indian food when I that's the thing about Indian food at my house whenever I make it people are like damn this is actually really good and I'm like that's what yeah. I've been telling you guys but they don't it's not their go-to uh it is you know? not my go-to I love and, Indian food yeah me too. But, you know, <laughs> if that gets other people to uh, to cook, then, yeah. Right. Well, you do what you got. Both of the kids have things they need from me. Well, both of the kids that live here have things they need me to do for them tonight when I get off the show. Ooh. And so I said, that's fine. I can definitely help you with that. I just need to have the dishes done by the time I get off the air so that I'll have time for that. So I can hear the dishes yeah. out there getting done. Yeah. <laughs> That's super funny. I yeah. love it. Well, well Angie you know, had frozen pizza. Did you know that? And Cranky ooh. had homemade cheeseburgers. Nice. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Nachos with beef salsa and guac per my kid's request, says Bianca. Nice. 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 We'll be right over, Bianca. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to get people to do dishes, Katie, though. I think that's very smart. Well, you know, I realize that way too often I try and cram it all in rather than saying, okay, if, if I'm going to help you, I need you to help me too, you know? Right. I'm bad for that. And I've been trying to work on it a little bit and be like, no, there needs to be an exchange of my time and your time, you know? Totally. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I like to do that with my son too. Like, hey, if you need me for this, then why don't you do this? I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, 
especially when women, you know, we just kind of, we just do it freaking all, all the time. And it's okay to also say either, no, I don't have time to do that for you tonight. Or mm-hmm. if I'm going to do it, here's what you need to do for me. And yeah, there it's definitely go. something I have to work on. Or chicken with mushrooms and rice. Nice. 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 You guys have been nice. cooking it up. I know. I'm impressed. Very impressed. Well, on a no cook night at my house, it is such a treat around here to go to Costa Vida and get a salad. We live for a Costa Vida salad. Costa Vida yeah. is really good. There's been um, twice this week we threatened Costa Vida salads, but ended up cooking at home. <laughs> innocuous Adams, old fashioned. She's well. First of all, Dad's 84th B day. Also, old fashioned beef and noodles. Oh, I love beef noodles. One of my faves. Sucks being because can't have the dang noodles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm curious because our aunt used to always make beef noodles and they were amazing. Mm-hmm. And her secret ingredient is about I don't know how much, probably a, a good splash at least of pickle juice, like from the dill pickle jar. Oh yes, and and they're amazing. But I wonder beef noodles. Yeah, Ooh, do other people do that? I don't know. Yeah, I do not know, but. They should. Okay. Cammy has never been to Costa Vida. Cammy. Dude. My what? dear sweet Cammy, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go. In the area too. It's super uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. Also, there are lots of votes for us to write a cookbook. So maybe we should. Does that seem weird for true crime podcasters? <laughs> I no. don't know. Maybe we'll name our dishes after famous murders. I don't know. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. That would be interesting. I don't think anyone would buy that. I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I don't know, but we could give it a shot. We could do an ebook. You got your Lori Ballow chicken and rice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Chicken and rice. <laughs> oh, I don't want to eat that. I don't think anyone wants to eat that. <laughs> oh, what yes. is Costa Vida? Costa Vida is, it's Mexican food that it's the kind that it's kind of like a Chipotle, right? I mean, they have the whole yeah, kind like, of like hot bar and you walk along and, you know, you tell you order what you want. And they make it right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like an order your own burrito bar. Only they do salads, too. Um, mm-hmm. The Lizzie Borden lasagna says Cammy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig says not weird. Add a little gore to it. And JR says some paranormal cooking. There you oh. go. Well, we oh, could yeah. call in our grandmas and great grandmas who have passed because mm-hmm. we cook like them because that's how our mom learned to cook. And then we learned to cook from them. Mm-hmm. Haunted chili. Yeah. I can hear it. Well, actually, I just I, I just published a blog in the uh, the one two blog that I write for about our grandma's uh, huckleberry oh. cheesecake oh, yes. and about how when she died, she took the recipe with her and I realized it a few months after she died that I didn't know how to make it. I'd helped her lots of times, but I didn't really have the recipe. Mm -hmm. And I sat on the floor in my kitchen and cried for half an hour. And then I realized that I could just ask her. And I did. And she gave me the recipe. uh, And we've been making it ever since. We have. So, yeah. It's how we know about Danish dessert. Come on. Right. That's an old stuff. Um, Mary Beth says, my dogs heard your voice on my cell phone, ran into the room waiting for you on YouTube. <laughs> I love that. I saw your picture that you watch us on YouTube <laughs> on a, on a, a TV, maybe, or a computer monitor that was big. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Costa Vida yeah. is a franchise. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. It's uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, it might not seem like it, but we're actually here to talk about past lives. <laughs> Yeah, this is important stuff. This is really important stuff. <laughs> if you live on the western side of the United States, you better try out Costa Vida. Okay, but yes, definitely. But now that you say that, did you know that they were saying that people in the north part of the U.S. and particularly the northwest were going to be able to see the northern lights? I like did. Like the last few nights. And then I read tonight that it kind of it has been... Not as exciting as they were hoping it was going to be, but anyway, I know I dream, but it's cold and I get tired. So I don't know if I was going to be able to step for it. Cranky says spirit fingers, carrot sticks. Ah, see, we've got all these ideas for cookbook in here. (laughs) This is going to get good. It's going to get very good. We're going to actually release it. You There you go. I just share, I can't post in the chat 
It's just uh-huh. a weird thing about being a guest. I just shared with you a link to my blog about the Huckleberry Cheesecake. If you yes. would mind sharing it there, and then if you guys want to uh, read it at some point, surely would. I'll message it to you on Facebook. So again, that's really an Idaho thing because you might not have ever had huckleberries either. No, for sure. Ooh, gooey jello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you live in, uh, you know, the the Mormon corridor that we do, jello is a staple food, particularly lime. And it's probably going to have pears in it and maybe shredded cheese. And no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> shredded carrots too. Ugh. Oh my God. We could do mm-hmm. a whole show on that. You don't want to know. <laughs> really or funeral potatoes. Funeral potatoes. That's a very Mormony food, though you guys have probably had it. You might not call it funeral potatoes, but around here, anytime anyone passes, the the church, the ladies in the church, uh, the LDS church, they will uh, sponsor the luncheon, uh, you know, if you're, if, if you're Mormon and they always serve some kind of meat and this potato casserole that is seriously usually out ham. of sight, mm-hmm. usually ham and funeral potatoes are just amazing. But I have a daughter that is so queasy about food and death and no, you didn't. Everything you have else. to call. Mm-hmm, you have to call funeral potatoes potato casserole, or she can't eat them. <laughs> yeah, yep, she can't. So funny. Yep. Uh, yep. Dara says, "Oh, I know. Talk about how you get recipes through readings, asking people who have died their recipes." Yeah. See, I don't know how well it would work with people that you don't like. You know, have a foundation with, but maybe you, you might know. get something really weird. I don't know. I've had a lot of spirits and mediumship tell me to tell, like, tell her to drink a glass of wine for me or ask to tell her to eat a steak for me or something. Favorite foods, you know, they are a thing for people who've crossed because they don't have the sensation of eating and it's something that they actually miss. So they'll ask their family members, like, do that for me, will you? In fact, it was our mama's birthday yesterday. Yesterday, yes. So usually we go to Olive Garden and celebrate her birthday because yeah. she loved Olive Garden, and she and loved just Italian food in general. Mm-hmm. But she loved Moscato. It was absolutely mm-hmm. her favorite wine. So we usually go to Olive Garden and drink Moscato, and we didn't this time because we have a little trip planned this weekend. So we're going to just celebrate while we're there. But yeah. also, it's pretty cozy out there. Yeah, nobody out there. Yeah. Ooh, Cammy's yeah. been to the mountains in Coeur d'Alene, around Coeur d'Alene Lake. Ooh. Nice. Well, if anyone was going to get to see the Northern Lights, it'd be those guys. But it sounds like they haven't been as exciting as was once hoped. Yeah. Darn it. Cranky yeah. says, I loved my mom's meatloaf. I have the same recipe, but never tasted like hers. Never. See, she had a secret freaking ingredient, mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah. 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 No kidding. Well, Let's get to past lives. Yeah. I know that, you know, this This was a request that we talk about mm-hmm. this. Katie and I both work with people with past life issues. We do it differently. We do different, we, mm-hmm. we both have different ways of doing it. But I wondered, mm-hmm. you have a, a video for us to share. Would you I do. do? And it, it has audio too. So don't worry if you're listening. Um, yeah. So, do you want to yeah. explain that? And then. Um, There's really nothing to see in the video anyway. It was just. That's right. To, to share through our program here, you have to, uh, it has to be on YouTube. So I had to create right. it that way, but yeah. So this is a seven minute clip. It is a portion of a past life regression that I did with my son when he was seven or when he was 15 or mm-hmm. 16, 15, 16. I don't know. Anyway, he, I, when, when my parents died, uh, particularly my dad, <laughs> he was, uh, it was really hard on him. My dad was his best friend and my kids grew up across the street from their grandparents and to lose them both in a very short time. And so young, like it was just a really hard time. And a few years after grandpa died, he was just really grieving and struggling. And he said, he told me one day, he said, I really want to have a past life progression. I wonder if that would help me. And so we did. And this was one of three lives. Uh, and this is, a, yeah, this was one of the lives that we visited. There are parts of it that I think are a little hard to understand. I cleaned it up as best I could, but you might want to turn it up a little bit if you feel like you can't hear it. 
uh, he, when we open it, he is, uh, he's on riding with sled dogs. He's on a dog sled and he's a, a man, a dad. And he's talking about his life. He lives in Russia. It's really interesting. It's interesting to listen to, uh, the way his voice I, it's easy for me to say his voice changes because I know what his voice normally sounds like, but I will tell you that his voice sounds quite different in this than it normally does. And so I thought that it would be useful to you, uh, yeah, for you guys to hear what a past life regression sounds like. So with that, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and listen to it. Where are you now and what do you see? Somewhere cold and snowy. How are you dressed? Warm. Are you male or female? Male. How old are you? Forty-two. Can you describe your appearance? I have a brown beard, long, greasy hair. What do people call you? Rusa. I'm being pulled behind dogs. Okay. Where do you live? Russia. Where are the dogs taking you? Back home. Where have you been? Civilization. What were you doing there? Supplies. Who are you with? No one. Is there anyone waiting for you at home? Yes, a daughter. How old is your daughter? Thirteen. Where is her mother? Gone. Did something happen to her? Bear. Why did we visit this life? To learn. To stop grieving. To move forward. Accept. But don't be bitter. I'll die. This hurts you. What can you tell us about people who have died? They're still there. You may not see them or feel them, but they're always there. Thank you. Now... I'd like you to move forward to another significant event in your life. She's leaving. Your daughter is leaving? Yes. Where is she going? Into the world. What are you feeling? Pride. And sadness. Do you ever remarry? No. What does your daughter end up doing? Leaves Russia to go to school. Does she come back and visit? Yes. Do you die in this cabin? Yes. How old are you when you go? Seventy-six. What are some of the things that you were born to learn in this life? I learned to let go. And that friends of her life. Company is the best therapy. 
Do you have any regrets? I wanted to see the world. Why didn't you? I was poor and stuck in my ways. I had a family. If you could send any messages from that life to your current life, what would they be? Don't let grief consume you and find happiness in every day. The friends you make when you're young. Stay if you make effort. Never give up on your dreams. It's a mistake. What happens when you die? My friends find me. I see my wife again. I watch my daughter grieve. But I'm here always. Just as I want one for me. How long will you stay near your daughter? Till I'm reborn. Will you wait to be reborn until after she dies? Yes. What kinds of things can you help her with? Anything she asks up for. What kind of things do you help her with? I give her hope and courage. Why does she have to ask for your help? Because I don't know what she wants or needs. Unless she says specifically what she wants, then I can help. Is there anything else that we need to know before we go? James are worth following. Okay. So, and we're back. Whew. Yeah, like I went somewhere for a minute too. I know that's it's that's a that's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and JRS is hard for me to listen to that. I've listened to it quite a few times, so probably not. But uh, I don't know, maybe a little. It's that's some pretty deep subject matter, you know. But uh, still. I like this clip because it gives us a pretty good peek into some things that past life regression can do for you. Mm -hmm. In that clip alone, we got to have a look at other times that he had been through grief and a peek at uh, coming through the other side of it and some advice about it. Mm -hmm. We got to see a time where he had you know, had had a relationship and had a child and, and his love for his daughter. I mean, remember at this time he was 15 years old. He didn't have any concept of how much you love your child, you know, right. but visiting this life was an interesting uh, insight, I think for him mm-hmm. and bringing that, you know, back in. Yeah. Um, it also, I always like to, it depends on the claim, but A lot of times in a past life regression, and there's different kinds of past life work. So we're going to kind of differentiate those. A past life regression is when we take you into trance. Some people do hypnosis. Some people do guided imagery, meditation, uh, energy work, a combination of those. Uh, And when you take people into trance like that, it's not uncommon to die in a past life. And you know, I usually ask clients beforehand, hey, 
it's possible that you'll go into a death. Are you okay with that? You know, because if people are really freaked out by that, I'll just move them away from it and we won't go through it. But it's my biggest recommendation that you do because there's a lot to be learned about death going through it in past lives and a lot of peace around death to go through it in past lives. But we've gotten some very interesting insights about the other side from years and years of past life work, you know, but uh, that was a pretty good synopsis right there, you know. Mm -hmm. Really powerful. Well, and it had such tremendous meaning for him. Yeah. That that message about, um, you know, you can't grieve forever. You know, you have to learn to to live and move forward. And that was, that was really important for him. Uh Uh-huh. It was. At that time. We were talking about this life just the other day, that life is of Ruska, you know, and, and he was talking about this experience. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's one type of past life regression where we take you into trance and you have the experience yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not successful with everybody. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can get there because of whatever reason, you know, I it, it's just not. And so there are other techniques uh, and not everyone wants to do a past life regression. Not everybody wants to give up that much uh, autonomy, I think. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. It can be, you know, it honestly, it can be traumatic. Yeah. And yeah. so like for me, I don't do past life regression. I do past life readings. And so uh-huh. I visit the spirit. I visit the life and I see what it's like and I describe it because most of what I do, I do a huge amount of attachment clearing. And so a lot of times what I'm doing is releasing someone's attachment to a particular life or a person in that life Mm -hmm. that's holding them up in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, the experiences in the life are important, but they're not as important as I've got to disconnect myself from this person because I can't get away from them in this lifetime, even though it's a really unhealthy situation, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is extremely important work. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, it can be really powerful too, but yeah, it really has a different, it's a totally different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, not always, but there are instances where the people that you are surrounded with in this lifetime, you have been within others. Yep. And definitely. And sometimes that creates, yeah, really unhealthy attachments. I had a client that had a really crappy boyfriend for like, seven years, could not. She broke up with him about a million times. He'd always come back. Kind of person who, you know, he didn't work. He just sponged off of her. He, you know, all of the things you can imagine he was. And her friends had just done everything but, you know, throw themselves in front of a train to get her to break up with him. Yeah. But he just kept coming back. She just could not seem to get rid of him. And so we did a past life regression to see if we could kind of See, are there other lives where you have been connected to this person? What do you need to know about them to help give you peace in this one? Mm-hmm. And indeed, we found a life where he had uh, was in France and she was a teenager and she got pregnant by him and then he abandoned her and she was from a poor family and he was from a wealthy family. And so basically nobody believed her and she really didn't have anyone or any help. And he was living the life of Riley and going to parties and, you know, life was wonderful. And she was so devastated. And, you know, she actually found peace in that life and and made a good life for herself. But there he freaking was. But here's the thing with past life work. A lot of times, just bringing that knowledge into your consciousness is the key that you need to make the change. And within weeks, he was out of her life for good. It's all she needed. It was pretty awesome. Just to know it. Mm -hmm. We've got a bunch of questions. Cranky says, I had a Reiki soul retrieval session once and it was very powerful. Is that different? Um, That's actually an attachment clearing. It's just Mm -hmm. a different word for the same thing. It is returning to you energy of yours that is attached to another lifetime, another person and experience just needs to come back to you. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Just different terminology. Yep. And Sean wants to know, does everyone have past lives or lives? No. No. Some people have had a ton. And some people, mm-hmm. this is their first go around here. Yep. And and I think the key word here is here. 
because mm-hmm. you and I have both done past life work on people that were clearly not on planet earth in previous yeah. lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son has had a uh, past life regression that my wife did for him in which he was on a different planet. He wasn't even in a human form, uh-huh. uh, two different, two different lives. Mm-hmm. So there's a, when you get into past life stuff, you start learning how much we do not know <laughs> about who we are or where we came from, because you start to see mm-hmm. and hear and experience things that you realize, yeah. I have no idea what that is. Oh my goodness. I had a client many years ago who was very clear that he's not from here. He's, he just does not feel any affinity to this planet, to the people on it. I mean, he just, he's been clear since he was a kid. This is not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And he he wanted to pass life regression. And I was really surprised because why, if you're not really from here, right? Well, we discovered that he does, he did have, he has two lives uh, besides the one that he's currently in here. And he scared me half to death in those regressions because most people, it's a pretty peaceful thing, you know? Like, as you heard with Micah, it, you're so deep, it's sometimes even hard to just spit words out. Mm-hmm. Both times, his were very different because both times we joined that life when he was being born, which was interesting because that wasn't the prompt I gave him, but that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And both times he screamed and shrieked and writhed around because of the pain and pressure of being forced into a human body and forced through the birth canal. I was trying to move him out of it because I'm like, holy shit, he's going to die. Well, not really, but you know, I mean, it was, it was intense, but um his form is so large that being uh, placed into the, the body of a baby was an extremely painful experience for him. Both times yeah. was really, really interesting. But um, that's the only time I've experienced that with a client. But mm-hmm. that was enough. Yeah. 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 It surely was. Yeah. I, me too, Sean. I find it ridiculously interesting. <laughs> I could talk about past lives all day. Tremendously. Every day. I don't know if you guys have seen the show that we did, but we did do a show on children uh, mm-hmm. with past life experiences and some of whom actually like solved their own murders when yeah. they returned in another life. Really interesting stuff. Check that out mm-hmm. um, if you haven't seen it. But I wanted to answer yeah. um, Bianca's question because this yes. is very relevant to me. Yes. Can a phobia in this life be an experience from a past one? Yes, absolutely. Many people have experienced this, but I'll tell you about my experience with this. Now, let's be real. I have lived in Idaho my whole life. I have been to the ocean a handful of times. I, growing up clear into my adult years, was absolutely petrified of sharks in any body of water, lake, river, swimming pool, didn't Mm -hmm. matter. I had really very real panic about sharks. She was a lot of fun to tease. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got teased like crazy. I could be like floating on my back in a swimming pool and have a freaking panic attack and practically drown myself because I mm-hmm. it suddenly dawned on me that there might be a shark swimming under me. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. seriously, super dumb. Okay. Definitely not from this life, mm-hmm. not from any experience I've ever had in this life. So I had a past life regression and in that past life regression, I was a pearl diver. I lived in some, um, tribe that lived, I, I don't even know, in the tropics somewhere, I think that, you know, basically lived mostly on the water. You know, we lived off the water and, and my family, we were pearl divers. And I was diving with my brother, who was my dad in this lifetime. I re- recognized him immediately, even though completely different body. Mm-hmm. Um, we were swimming and he swam up to the, to the like canoe that we were in first. And I looked under me and there was a shark coming up under me, coming up after me. And I swam up as fast as I could. And my brother drug me into the canoe and saved my life. And in that lifetime, I never set foot in the water again. And that was really, really destructive because of the kind of society that I lived in. And, you know, I couldn't work and I couldn't go out and get pearls and I couldn't fish and stuff because I was terrified that that would happen again. And when I had that past life regression and this, the memory was just as clear as day. I knew exactly. I could see everything, the water, the boat, the shark, my brother, who was my dad. It was so clear. And 
I don't have that fear of sharks anymore. Like I don't panic in bodies of water. I can go just this summer. We went and floated the river and I did fine. I, uh, the thought of a shark being in the water with us never even crossed my mind. Yeah. It really had a big impact on me. And it seems like a silly phobia to have, but it was particularly silly considering where I'm from. You know, there was no reason for me to be afraid of sharks. I've no. always been afraid and fascinated by them. Jaws is probably my favorite movie. I love Shark Week. I watch all the Shark Week shows. I mean, I love this stuff, but it's not a fear for me anymore. Once yeah. I knew why, you know, then it just, I wasn't afraid anymore. And that's what most people experience if you're working on phobias with past life work yeah. is if there is a past life that we can find that, you know, gives us, puts a spotlight on why you have that phobia. Most of the time it will go away or at least lessen a lot. Yeah. Because yeah, once it's in your conscious awareness, why you feel that way and that that was then, and this is now, right. It changes everything. Yeah. It does. It's like now, you know, oh, that didn't happen in this lifetime. It's not real. It's not a threat. It, you know, it's yeah. amazing. It really has changed things for me a lot. I don't have nearly mm-hmm. the fear of water that I used to have. It, well, it's made it so that you could actually enjoy getting in water. Yeah. Right. right. Without having that weird panicky feeling that I would get. And I always felt it was, there was a lot of shame around it. I would be really embarrassed. Sure. Because like rationally, I know that in a lake or a river or a swimming pool in Idaho, that uh, there are no freaking sharks guys. I knew that, but I still had this very visceral response that I just don't have anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to get in any shark caves, cages. Don't worry. (laughs) It's not that far, but Mm -hmm. I definitely I had a client who was terrified of getting hit by a car. Oh, yeah. Not just her, but her animals, her everything. Like before she would get in the car, she would circle and circle around it. And she would, she was just absolutely terrified. And if a car was like pulling up, she backed way up. She didn't want anything to do with it. Like there was just a real fear for her. She wouldn't ride a bike. The, The idea of getting on a bike scared the hell out of her. And we did a past life regression in which she was actually in a chariot type accident and was, it was a chariot or like a a wagon of some sort that flipped and she was run over by the wheel and crushed her, broke her back and, you know, eventually killed her. And that did it. That fear of basically of wheels, you know, of cars, of accidents like that absolutely vanished for her. It was so wild, but yeah. So, so Bianca, I'm sure that answered your question. <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, Mary Beth said, my spirit, Simon has repeatedly said he's been with me in other lives. Is that unusual? Not at all. You have spirits who you have uh, very deep relationships with that you've had many lifetimes with. You've had many experiences not in body with. And, you know, Simon came to you with this lifetime as a guide. He'll always stay with you. But yeah. And I would imagine, Mary Beth, you've probably been a guide for him before, too. Mm -hmm. We do tend to um, switch roles with one another, swap roles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our family, our immediate family and some of our spouses and people around us, we feel like we have definitely had multiple lives together. Mm-hmm. I know that my dad was my brother in the, in the shark yeah. life, but we have felt that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I feel like we often do know it. I mean, you think about there's someone in your life and it could be mm-hmm. a family member or a friend. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. um, that you feel this sense of, I know I have known this person before I've known this person forever mm-hmm. um, kind of feeling that you have for another person. That's mm-hmm. an indication that you literally have known them before. Mm-hmm. This creates an interesting phenomena with people, with famous people. Oh, yeah. Occasionally, I will have somebody come in and, you know, a client that says, this will sound crazy, but I feel like so-and-so, I feel like I know them. I feel like they're a kindred spirit. Like, I, I almost am, like, lonely for them. And I see their movies and I, or I listen to their music or I, you know, I'm very familiar with their work and yeah. Of course, they've never met them, but they go, I just feel like I know them somehow. And I go, ah, we go looking because a lot of times there is a past life connection there. You know, yeah. it just so happens that that person, that soul, this time, this lifetime, uh, 
managed to get big enough that, you know, you saw them and they didn't see you. There's, it creates a, an interesting uh, kind of loneliness and longing for that person because you know that spirit, right. you know, it's interesting. That's one reason why I do past life attachment clearing. Mm-hmm. Because if this is a situation in which you're never going to be in that person's life, mm-hmm. one of the best things that we can do for you is pull your attachment to that lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It, it just means that you don't have to feel that connection so strongly if it's something that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And Sean says, do people in other lives that had healthy relationships in those lives find each other? Yes, but that doesn't mean they're going to have a healthy relationship in this life. And this is where past life attachment clearing really shines, I think, is in relationships. Yeah. Have you ever known somebody that they get together and they break up and they get together and they've been married to each other and divorced three or four times and they just, <laughs> they can never make it work, but they also can never get away from each other? Mm-hmm. So um, what I have found is doing past life attachment clearing in a situation like that gives both people the ability to move on, Yeah, to move on. Because just because you were with somebody in one life does not mean you will be in another. And just because it was a good relationship in one life does not mean it will be a good relationship in another life. And if you're just not making it work, Mm -hmm. pulling the attachments to those previous lives so you don't feel that constant pull to someone who Mm -hmm. is a mess for you. Um, yeah. it, it really makes it possible for both people to move forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And really probably my favorite past life work is, is the relationship stuff because you can change people's lives with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's great to have a connection with somebody like that if it's a good thing, mm-hmm. but what if it's not and you can't get away from them? We have all known those people. I'm sure all of you mm-hmm. are like, oh yeah, <laughs> I know somebody like that. That's yeah. what they need is they need a past life attachment clearing. Yeah, for sure. Cassidy said, in a past life, I worked in an orphanage, and myself and some of my babies there were shot to death by Nazis. I had clear images of this as a child. It made me a good but extremely fearful and protective parent in this life. Oh, I'm I'm sure it did, Cassidy. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Yep. That would do it, right? Yeah. Yep. It certainly would. Yeah. Well, and let's answer Cooper's friend's question because this actually relates to me again. Yeah. Um, Would those who are adopted have past life connections with members of both adoptive and birth families? Well, let me tell you, because I am an adoptive parent. My wife and I adopted our son. Uh, We got him when he was 14. He's 25 now. I have a very clear past life memory of being a single mother, giving birth to him and then taking him, you know, them, whoever the bosses of the world took him from me. And I never saw him again. Mm-hmm. And I died young of a broken heart. It absolutely broke me. And, you know, Mike and I, I worked in a group foster home where he lived for two and a half years before we took him, uh, you know, and fostered him and then adopted him. And he and I had an immediate connection from the very beginning that kid came in. And he, over time, he started telling his friends at school that I was his mom mm-hmm. and he would ask to come to school and like go to lunch with him so that they could meet me because he, he was living in a group home and didn't have parents, you know, his birth family had lost rights to him. And I absolutely have a very clear past memory of being his mother and never being able to find him. And in this life, I found him. It's crazy. I can't explain it exactly, but I a hundred percent know. I knew as I got to know him and it was absolutely no doubt that when the time was right, that we were to adopt him because he really was a part of our family. It was like, he got lost and we found him. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. He was returned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jenna says, can you explain what a past life regressionist does. So a past life, well, and I can only speak for me, but I, for me, I usually start with doing some energy work on my client to make sure that they're grounded and centered and ready for an experience like this. I do some protective work for both of us because it is deeply out of body. And then I talk through a script. It's kind of, it's a guided meditation to help you to, get to that place where you can experience it. Most people will experience past life progression like that, kind of like they're watching on a television screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
or kind of like a, a, an awake dream, a daydream. And that's, uh, you know, and then the regressionists, when you get someone into their past life, I'll tell you what, for me, that very last prompt, and then they step into a past life and honest to God, every time I'm holding my breath, like, please let it work because it doesn't work with everybody. It just doesn't. Um, some people get there really easy and they do a great job and other people, they just, it's just not going to happen for them. Or sometimes my script uh, doesn't work and I have a secondary script that I'll try. And sometimes that works. So mm-hmm. it's just breaking through a lot of subconscious barriers and holds to get you to that place, you know, and I really hate it if a client can't get there because they're so disappointed and I'm so pissed off too, because I want that to happen for you. And yet it doesn't always, but at any rate, I mean, it, it usually does. I shouldn't be so down on it. It usually does. But anyway, once their client is in a past life, then depending on what the goals of the client were, sometimes people are looking for something pretty specific. I want to see a time when this person was in my life, or I want to visit a time when I had this fear or phobia or this time period, or I want to experience a life in Egypt because I'm so drawn to Egypt. So it depends on the client's goals or a client that just says, I'm just going to trust spirit to send me wherever I need to go. And right. So, you know, the I past, think it's the best way to go. Really? Me too. Yeah. Because you don't sometimes really that's what will happen anyway. Right. Yeah. Because we're only sort of in charge, you know, right. but at any rate, it seems to me like, uh, at any rate, there is, so that's kind of how it starts, but yeah, a past life regressionist then becomes the stage manager, just asking lots of questions to help the client to progress in the life, helping them understand why did we come to this life? What are we doing here? What do we need to know? And then moving to another life. Cause usually like for me, usually we visit three lives. Usually by then, um, the client is worn out. I am worn out. We're ready to come home. But <laughs> right, right, yeah, it, it, it's taxing. Yeah, it's, it's taxing. a lot of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Shell says that she has had a past life with her husband. That she knows that. Yeah, which I think is is really cool. I think we often do mm-hmm. know if you really think about it. There are people in your life that you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and Shani says, how do you find out about pa- your past lives? Well, you have a past life reading or you have a past life regression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can find out how to connect with Katie or I by going to uh, truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. There are links mm-hmm. so that you can click on this says get a reading with Katie, get a reading with Christy, and then you can connect with us. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and in fact, also- we could oh. do a, a group past life class. We could do a Zoom class and do a group past life regression if there's enough interest in that I usually do those once or twice a year so if you guys are interested in that I'll put a class up and let you guys know when it's going to be that's a good way to do it if you're just starting out just do a group one and we'll we'll go to one life and you can get a taste of how it feels what it looks like yeah that's a good way to kind of get a feel for it um Shell says she wants us to know she works at Olive Garden and that they wear gloves and masks and have their temps taken when they walk in the door. Because we were saying earlier we couldn't go Oh, for yeah. I Good. appreciate that. My nice concern is not the staff. It is the other people. <laughs> because where mm-hmm. we live, people are not freaking listening. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. Now, yeah. some of you are saying you don't think you have past lives or you've never had an experience. I want to challenge you a little bit with that. I want you mm-hmm. to think about, is there a culture or a time in history, a country, something like that? that you are really, really drawn to, that you feel such a strong connection to. Like you've always, even as a kid, you wanted to read about it and learn about it. Maybe it's your goal to go there. Like I want to go to Stonehenge so bad because I feel like I've been there before. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about stuff like that. You probably do have past life experiences, but you know, I don't know about you guys, but we grew up in a religion that teaches that past lives don't exist. And so it really, until we were adults and, and started learning metaphysics and learning these things for ourselves, we didn't really mm-hmm. even have the opportunity to think about the possibility that we'd had previous lives. Yep. Yep. Ah, can past life trauma be why someone has night terrors in this life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. That's past life trauma. Go ahead. 
Yeah. Oh, that's just the other area with past life um, attachment clearing that I do is traumatic stuff. Yeah. Because it's just like the sharks. It's just like the car accident. Uh, you know, whatever stuff that you fear that you might be terrified of or, you know, have a problem with that you don't have an actual memory for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we start digging in your past lives and we'll find it. There's mm -hmm. always something. I mean, we, we have what is called cell memory, but I think it's more like soul memory that these energies that we are outside of our physical bodies carry all of our memories. And when you plug them into this body, some of that stuff bleeds through. So you have some weird memories of things that you can't explain. And that's where it comes from. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it is such interesting work. When we, uh, when we had our metaphysical store, people would come in and they'd say, I want to have a past life regression. That sounds like fun. And I'm always like, oh, no, no, it's not fun. It's really interesting. And it's really good for you, but it is a huge amount of work. Don't for a minute think it's not. It will change you. It'll change your life it, it in will. good ways, but it is work. It is. And probably it some is. of the deepest work you've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cammy says, I have a huge interest in the Titanic and my birthday is April 15th. Could I have been a passenger? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Cammy, you were more than a passenger. You worked on the Titanic. Oh. You worked on the Titanic. I feel like you worked in the dining room. I see all of the silver and china around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. My son is 100% sure that he was in World War II. Mm -hmm. He told me many times how interested he's always been in that. Mm -hmm. And um, and that he has no doubt that he was in the war in World War II. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Shani, can you carry knowledge from past lives mm -hmm. to this one? Yeah. Uh -huh. One of the prompts uh, that we'll do is ask to carry, pull any, you know, knowledge from that life that, you know, that you can from that life and move it into this one, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll Absolutely. tell you that I'm a master healer. I'm a master energy healer. And I have been practicing and teaching skills for most of my adult life that I did not learn in this lifetime. I, yeah. These are not classes I took from someone else. These are not books I read. I've mm -hmm. done some very intentional past life work because mm -hmm. I've been a healer in other lives and I am again in this one. Mm -hmm. And I have remembered and brought forward a lot of different energy skills that I can't tell you exactly where they came from. I just know I knew them before and now I know them again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, you, you can do a lot with this if you become intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Shell said that she was uh, Henry VIII's first wife, Catherine. And that when she had that regression, it really freaked out the psychic because uh, it because she'd never worked with someone before that had ended up being a famous person in another lifetime. That's really interesting. That is. JR says, was I a man or a woman? Probably both. That's one of the interesting things about past life regression. You're not oh, always the gender that you are right now. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's always interesting. And neither. Mm -hmm. If you are, you know, end up on somewhere other than planet earth. Yes. Yep. The so other one, uh, so in other places. yeah. Another interesting thing is I've experienced with clients several times, uh, past lives where they had a disability, which was mm -hmm. very, very interesting. Uh, yeah. lives where they were deaf or blind. Yeah. And that's, yeah, those were always interesting. And, and we're, we, you know, when you ask those questions, like, why did we come to this life? It was always about because you need to experience what it's like to be in these shoes, you know, essentially. Yeah. Well, not only that, but sometimes you're the bad guy. Yes. Sometimes in previous lives, you've done terrible things. Yep. Yep. Um, in fact, my husband refuses to have a past life regression because he believes that he was a bad guy in his past life, his most recent past life. Uh, and he doesn't want to relive it. And no. so he's never allowed me to do a past life regression on him. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Robin says, for as long as I can remember, I felt like I died in the Battle of Antietam, though I don't know if I wore blue or gray. Ah, interesting. Yes, JR, different races, most definitely. Can a oh, person yeah. be two people in the same life? There is a there's oh. a big theory around that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea of uh, being more than one person, uh, or also uh, being living several lives at the same time on different uh, uh, help me dimensions or timelines. Yeah, there's a lot of theories around that. I it's a mind bender. I don't know. I it is. there's there's a lot of theories around that that it's possible that that's true. I mean, physics itself will tell you that it's possible that we are living many timelines at the same time with yes. different outcomes. Yeah. And, and I, I've definitely seen some stuff like that in, in past life readings where you really think you really begin to realize that something's happening concurrently. Yeah. You know, and there's so much that our 3d brains can't quite process that, you know, you can only get so far with it and then you're like, what the? yeah. yeah. No. Yep. Oh, Mary says she has to have a piano, even though she doesn't know how to play. And yeah. that she was told that she was a lounge singer in a, in a past life and has piano skills from somewhere, but uh, she doesn't. It'd be interesting, Mary, to just do some like almost like automatic writing, but just automatic playing. Yeah. You know, when we were growing up, there was a kid that lived around the corner from us that at the time he was in like third grade, he was an unbelievable piano player, like otherworldly you know and his dad was actually a music teacher and he'd take this kid everywhere with him performing for his colleagues and stuff and he would just freaking blow people's minds yeah and I always think back to him and think you know what he had to have some past life skill he brought that with him he did yeah and and there are yeah. other you know there are lots of stories like that of people that come in with a skill and somehow they didn't forget it yeah uh, yes, Jared, does not only just different races, but different sexualities, 100%. Oh, yeah, we experience definitely. it all. Definitely. Sean says, can you be attracted to things you can't explain if you've lived other lives? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think or, that's one big clue. Or detracted. I, mm -hmm. When I was a kid, we ha I was afraid of Chinese people. Oh, and there's no reason for it. There really mm -hmm. isn't. But there was, uh, except for that we live in white Idaho, right, where we actually have very little, or at the time when we were kids, very little diversity. Uh, but at the time, I was afraid of Chinese people. There was no reasoning for it at all. There was a librarian, the children's librarian at our local library. I was scared to death of her. And anyway, it took me until adulthood and discovering that I had some uh, Tibetan and Nepalese lives that. Um, I, there were reasons I was afraid of Chinese people, of Chinese uh, soldiers and things that, that helped me understand that. I used to have a lot of shame around it. Like, am I a racist? I'm not a racist. Am I a racist? No, I'm not a racist. But I had some past you life memories. A visceral response. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. That created fear in me. Kind of well, and that library is a very stern woman. And I can mm -hmm. see how you could maybe connect that with mm -hmm. military of things because just of her demeanor yeah yeah Allie says I feel a heaviness in my limbs when I work on moving beyond the pain of losing my husband I have blocked most of the pain from my relationship after him that was incredibly abusive does that block my progress because I fear the memory no no Allie it doesn't that's something that over time you'll continue to work out and, you know, perhaps at some point, some really good energy work would help you to start shedding some of the remnants of that and that pain in your body. Um, there is a couple of different kinds of modalities that specifically work on releasing trauma from your cells, from your physical body, like uh, EMDR, I believe. Yeah, EMDR. That might be really useful for you because... Say it again. IBSR. IBSR. There are two different therapies that actually counselors, counselors are often trained in them, but they're really yeah. much more a metaphysical energy release kind of thing, mm -hmm. but they're specifically for trauma. Yep. 
But honestly, Allie, at some point when you feel like you're ready, I would look into something like that to help start removing all of this trauma from your body. But do that when you're ready, right? You don't have to beat yourself up or feel guilty right now that you're not doing that because it's too painful. It's totally okay to give yourself, you know, some space. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Mary said her granddaughter sat down at six and played the 1842 piano. She has, uh, so she always has, a <laughs> she always has a piano and her family's always having to move one for her into her little house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Oh, glowing ember. I'm not going to touch it with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, not, not particularly familiar. I'm not either. I'm not either. And I don't, I don't know. Cammie said, I lost my best friend of 37 years. I'm so sorry, Cammie. We called ourselves Will and Grace. (laughs) On 12, 20, uh, 19. She's been struggling a lot lately as the day comes near. I just want to know he's okay. And if he visits, like I think he does. Also, I've had many friends tell me I'm an empath without question. You're an empath. Yeah. Mm I, uh, yeah, he comes around you quite a bit. He actually, he's funny. He's really funny. I can see why you guys called each other well and grace because he's got a great personality and he still does. Um, I feel like he's done some, uh, he's kind of a trickster for you. He's absolutely around you. I feel like he's done a lot of things to uh, kind of tease you and also get your attention. I also feel like he comes through to you in music. I feel like songs come on at the right time or the right song that, you know, grabs your attention. And that's one of his uh, ways that he grabs your, you know, your consciousness. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm going to tell you on that day. Do something that honors him. Don't try and ignore it away. It, w- it won't happen. Partly because you have cellular memory. Your body will remember what day it is, whether you want to, uh, you know, face it or not. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a hard day. But mm-hmm. make a plan to do something that honors him. Drink his favorite drink. Cook his favorite food. Watch a movie that you guys had watched together and laughed your heads off. You know, just do some things like that that honor him. Getting through all the firsts and now you've made it through a whole year and gotten through all of the firsts and this will be the first, you know, anniversary. And that's the best thing you can do. And you know, he's going to be sitting right alongside of you. He will. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, JR says I have a strong connection to music. It's spiritual. Yeah, absolutely. So take that JR and get deeper with it. What genre, what era, what um, artist, what composer, start to narrow it down to some time frames. That's how you figure out maybe some time frames that you have lived and maybe even some areas of the world that you've lived is by narrowing that down. Music or something like that is very helpful. JR, look at uh, Prague. 1800s Prague mm-hmm. and music. You have a connection there. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Yes. All yeah, righty. Just so you know, we're not taking regular reading requests tonight because we're just talking about past life regression and past lives. Yeah. And so if you have questions related to that, we're happy to take those. We will be doing a reading show soon where we'll do a bunch. Yeah. Before probably we- next week we'll just do a straight up reading show. It's mm-hmm. probably time. Yeah, I think we will. But sometimes we really like to pick a topic and really uh, talk about it. We've done, Katie and I have years and years of teaching experience. And so we'd love using Mm -hmm. this opportunity to share that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, with past lives, we both, we've done so many and had so many experiences with, uh, you know, I mean, I could honestly sit for hours and share past life experiences of my own and clients that were interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. we will, we won't tonight because uh, we're like way out of time, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we will, we'll keep talking about all of this and thank you for oh, the yeah. suggestion to talk about past lives. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. So don't Definitely. forget you can learn more about us. You can also connect with Katie and I by going to uh, true crime, paranormal podcast.com. Of course you can give us case suggestions. You can join our, um, mailing list and you can also there are links there to click to get a reading with either of us so Mm -hmm. and if you want to get i do i send out a free daily reading uh it's called the domestic mystics daily dish and if you guys want to get the daily reading from me 
just go to katie-weaver.com and there's a pop-up and just fill it out with your email. And then every day you'll get a, an email from me with the daily reading. And then on Tuesdays, I publish a magazine, uh, Christy is a part of, as well as some of my other friends. And that's kind of fun too. It's called Luminous Magazine and it's just a new agey, uh, you know, feel good mag really. So I'll send you that too. So you'll get eight emails from me a week. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to subscribe to that, just go to katie-weaver.com and there's a pop-up right there to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, we are True Crime Paranormal. This has been the Thursday Psychic Show. Thank you so much for being here with us. We will be back Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday with brand new cases for you. We're so excited. We, yeah, we will. Our cases this week really did really well, and uh, we're going to do some more like that. So we've really had a lot of fun with it. So keep those case uh, suggestions coming over on our website. We really appreciate those. And Absolutely. We will be back with you later on next week. Have a great night, guys. Yep. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.